Hello Spectrumites and other people. My name is Forrest and welcome to the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. The podcast for you to learn about the autism spectrum, learn what it's like for someone like me to live on the spectrum, and what marriage is like between two people on the spectrum. My family is very musically driven. Every member of my family, except me, is dedicated to an instrument similar to how I'm dedicated to writing. My mother used to play the flute before she moved on to the piano. My father and my brothers play the guitar. My mom even tried giving me piano lessons, and my dad tried giving me guitar lessons. They did not last long. The language of music has always been something I've never been able to understand. It's like trying to learn any real language. It takes time, motivation, and dedication. Three things that I was never interested in devoting to music. Those three things I devote to writing instead. But going back to music, there weren't many bands I listened to growing up, and I didn't get into bands that were really mainstream or were trending hot. One of the only bands that I loved listening to, particularly in my final year of high school, was The Fray. Now, you may be familiar with them for their hit 2000s song, How to Save a Life. You may have also heard a few of their other radio hits like Over My Head, You Found Me, and Never Say Never. No, not the Justin Bieber one. It's a completely different song, and dare I say, better. Sure, they were absolutely more mainstream than other bands, but beyond their 2009 album, simply and oddly titled The Fray, they began to fall into obscurity, releasing at least two more albums that had some brief recognition thanks to a song or two from each. But their first obscure album, Scars and Stories, was when the band settled itself as one of my absolute favorites of all time. The album flows with a different sound than what The Fray had ever done previously, separating itself from past albums and truly setting itself apart, so much so that their next album, Helios, didn't even come close to sounding the same. The Fray's overall musical mood has been described with words like cathartic, poignant, and ethereal. I said in the previous episode that I wanted the keyword of this podcast season to be identity. Well, there are subwords too, and the first subword for this episode is ethereal. Bear with me, this will make sense in a minute. The definition of ethereal in the Merriam-Webster dictionary is of or referring to regions beyond the earth. First of all, I agree with the people's interpretation of the phrase sound. It doesn't sound grounded. It doesn't sound gritty. That's what country is, and you can keep that far away from me. No offense to people who enjoy that. The phrase sound, especially in Scars and Stories, transports me somewhere else. If ever there was a way for me to feel something, and I mean really feel something on a spiritual level, the phrase music did that for me growing up, and still does. The second subword is cathartic which means a psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotions. There's that word. Emotions. Emotion is something that can elude a lot of people on the autism spectrum, but there are other spectrumites who feel it very strongly. I easily fit into the latter, at least except when I don't. It's weird, and I'm still trying to figure that out, but when I do fit into the latter... 
Listening to the phrase music has always helped me connect with myself on an emotional level that is very hard for me to do anywhere else. Sure, it's not the most groundbreaking revelation for me to say that music can impact me on both an emotional and spiritual level, because the same can be said for so many other people, especially neurotypical people. But I am not neurotypical. I don't process emotions the same way, and it's difficult for me to feel them more often than not. I would even say that the older I get, the less emotions I feel. I would say also on top of that, that the pandemic absolutely expedited that process to an extent. But one thing that has not changed is my ability to connect with the phrase music on an emotional and spiritual level. When I listen to them, I feel peace in a way that I rarely feel elsewhere. I get swept up in their stories, carried away by the ethereal sounds they play, and I feel peace, hope, and a sense of never-ending possibility. I used to take long walks from my parents' house to the library and back, in an area that was in the middle of nowhere, where it was easier to see the sky, and I would listen to the phrase music to better connect with that natural world around me. It was as if their sounds matched what I was seeing, and whatever was burdening me that day was suddenly gone. It was an escape for me, a way to carry myself into a world that made sense to me away from the world that didn't. The Frey rarely sang about God, but their music could convince me that we're not alone. Ethereal-sounding music has always done something for me in a way that most other music can't. That's why I'm a fan of the kind of genre music that's common to hear in cyberpunk stories, like Blade Runner or the video game Cyberpunk 2077. As I was writing for this episode, I got curious and decided to look up the fray to see if there was anything going on with them. They haven't released any new music since 2016, so I was curious to see if maybe they were coming out with new music and I was just unaware. Instead, I learned that the lead singer of the band, Isaac Slade, had announced he was stepping down from his role in the band last year, and his final performance was a little more than a year ago. I'll admit, the news was like a gut punch to me, and I even shed a few tears over it. I've recently been re-listening to the band's music again, and it has been doing wonders for me mentally, so to hear that Slade was stepping down broke my heart. It meant I'll never hear new music from him again, potentially. He was the heart of the band, and anything new they could possibly try making in the future will probably never top Isaac's involvement, at least not for me. It's like when Queen lost Freddie Mercury. Can people say that Queen felt the same ever since he passed away? I know I'm not the only person who's experienced something like this, but this is the first time I've really experienced this in a big way, and I feel something over it. We were talking about how to write this next record, and Joe like, came to us with this idea to take some of the, the budget and travel and just go to new places and see different things and just see what happens. So. They actually really inspired me, <laughs> and uh, I took I took him seriously, and I went to Rwanda. I went to the genocide museum, and it was super heavy, and there's all these you know sniffles and stuff, and there's these there's these mass graves of a quarter of a million people underneath the ground, and it was pouring rain, and there was this uh, fire like right in the middle of the valley that was just burning relentlessly, and um, I like, busted out my iPhone and like sang the sang the pre-chorus right there. 
traveling brought a whole new energy to the lyrics and to the, even the, the melodies. They're just different than we would have done before. You pull from different locations or places. There's different, you know, the cultures and the people that you meet and, you know, living life. I mean, you have to live life. You have to have experiences in order to, to do what we do, to write stories. Mm -hmm. So, Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're a Spectrumite and you'd like to share your story about music that has helped you feel emotion in a way very little else can, leave a comment on this episode's page on my Substack at thepancakeking.substack.com or email me at vanzotmedia at gmail.com. That's V-A-N-Z-O-T media at gmail.com. With your permission, I can share your story in a near future episode. See you guys next time.